Hey everyone, how's it going? This is Azrin the Language Nerd here. I'm the owner of the Calgary Language Nerds, and welcome to today's podcast episode. I have about 10 minutes today, and so I'm going to be brief and just give a couple of quick tips that you can start to implement right away to progress in whatever language you're trying to learn. The first one is something I did very recently. It works for languages as well as other skills in life. Sit down and write everything that you've tried so far to learn another language and rate how effective everything you've tried was. So maybe you used a certain app, maybe you took some classes, maybe you had a tutor, maybe you did, I don't know, you did some language exchanges, maybe whatever you did, you know what you did. Sit down and write everything you've tried so far. And then rate, I rate on a scale of three. So, and I actually, I don't even do a scale of three. I basically have a sad face, a neutral face, or a happy face when I do it. A happy face beside my list items means it worked really, really well. I was super happy with how it went. A neutral face means it went okay. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't the best. It was fine, but it wasn't super effective. And a sad face would be, that's something I did, and it just didn't work. Like, wow, that failed miserably. (laughs) So you want to write everything down and put that sad face, neutral face, or happy face beside each item. Next, you want to create a list and write down, why did the things that failed, why did they fail? So maybe they failed because you just made a bad decision. You thought you can use this method to learn, you tried your best with it, you gave it your all, and it just didn't work. Like, you, it just was a bad idea for you. Maybe it was, uh, maybe you didn't actually give it your full effort. Maybe that's why you failed or it, something didn't work for you. So maybe you bought a textbook and you only got through chapter one and never used it. So maybe the reason why that resource didn't work, even though you purchased it and tried to use it, was that you just didn't stick with it very long and finish it. Maybe it failed because who knows? Maybe you had, who knows what happened? But write down what happened for all the resources that, all the resources and strategies you tried that didn't work, write down why they didn't work. You're going to do the same for the, the ones that worked and the ones that were neutral. So in other words, you're going to write down for the things that worked reasonably well, why did they work reasonably well? What about those strategies worked for me? Why was I able to learn using those strategies? And of course, with the ones that are happy faces, in other words, the very effective methods, what was it about those very effective methods that worked so well? You write those down, and I think, at least for me, I did this recently for, uh, not for language learning, but for another element of my life, another skill I'm trying to work on that I've got a long way to go in. And when I was doing it, I realized, I just learned a lot. I learned, oh... Right. I'm failing. When I fail or when things don't work, they generally don't work for these three reasons. Oh, okay. I need to be more mindful of that. And on the other hand, I realized, oh, when things work, it works because of these three reasons or these four reasons. I see. I see what the keys are to my personal success with this. I got it. But before I, before I sat down and did that, I didn't have clarity on why things didn't work for me and why things do work for me. So that's something I'd highly recommend. It worked really well for me, and maybe it will work well for you too. The second piece of advice is a similar piece of advice, 
It has to do with writing, but this is more specifically journaling. I believe doing 15 minutes of journaling without using dictionaries or, with, or translators on a regular basis, I would say daily or as close to daily as you can, sitting down to journal in your target language is an incredibly effective way to progress in whatever language you're trying to learn. This works for beginners, it works for intermediate level speakers, it works for advanced speakers, it works for everyone. Obviously, beginners are going to write things that are much simpler than advanced speakers. Of course, that's common sense. So maybe a beginner might only write two or three sentences, whereas an advanced speaker within 15 minutes has written like a whole paragraph and a half. But either way, it's very effective. I would highly recommend it. One of the reasons why people struggle uh, to communicate in another language is that they don't have practice articulating articulating themselves in that language. They don't have practice doing so. And so even though they theoretically have the knowledge in their head on how to communicate about a specific topic in the target language, they've never done it. They've never practiced it. And writing is something you can do any time of the day on your own schedule. You can fit it in wherever, and you can practice the skill of articulating yourself in another language. And that will help you with your writing, it'll help you with your grammar, it'll help you with your speaking, it'll, it'll help you tremendously. So if you don't do that, I highly recommend you do. Now moving on to tip number three, it's a similar advice piece of advice as well. If you are the type of person who already does write, and you don't really use translators, and you're, you're already doing that quite regularly, and you're finding, and you find that you really still struggle with speaking, like you don't see the connection you're not seeing benefits in terms of speaking. I'm sorry. You're not seeing an increased, you're not seeing more fluency in your speaking by doing writing. That's not happening for you. What that means is you've got to do some more speaking, which sounds super common sense, <laughs> but you've got to get some more speaking in, whether that means you talk to yourself or whether that means you talk to another person. Maybe you start by talking to yourself. Maybe that's the starting point. So there's various ways to do that. I mean, I know some people can go in the mirror and just start talking. I've seen people that do that. Maybe it means you have to start a podcast. And maybe you don't even you don't even post the podcast episodes. But maybe it means you sit down and you pretend to record a podcast just to speak in the target language. And you, maybe you never listen to it, you never post it, but you pretend to do so. Because let me tell you, I'm far more articulate now after having made podcasts and videos and such. I'm way more articulate than I used to be. Because I've made, I don't know, 2,000 videos and podcasts or something like that. And rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. I'm way more articulate than I used to be. So that's something you might do. And that might help your speaking as well. You could go a much more traditional route and just hire a private tutor, for example. Or go to conversation practice events on Duolingo events or on meetup.com. But that's something you've got to do as well. So let's, re let's recap this episode so far. So tip number one I said was write down everything you've tried so far to learn a language and evaluate how effective they were. Why did the things that work, why did they work? And the things that didn't work, why didn't they work? Learn from it so you can be more effective moving forward. Number two, uh, journal 15 minutes a day or as close to daily as you can. Do not use translators or dictionaries. Tip number three, 
do some speaking practice daily or regularly, whether it be with another person or just to your or just speaking with yourself. Those three things will help you a lot in whatever language that you're trying to learn. I'll leave you with a parting thought uh, because I can imagine some people maybe wondering about this. You may have noticed I said write without using any dictionaries or translators. I've 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 thought about this topic a lot. Should you use dictionaries? Should you use translators? How should you approach that? So here's my answer to that because I think I have a pretty good answer. I've given it before. I've said this before, but I th I think if you're just doing 15 minutes of quick writing a day, don't use dictionaries or translators. If you're doing 15 minutes of quick writing a day, I want you to use your brain and whatever comes to your brain is what you're allowed to use. If you forgot how to say a word, too bad, so sad. However, if you're going to be writing something a bit more substantial, something a little bit longer, more nuanced, a little bit more in depth, I think it's okay to use dictionaries and translators, but it must be used as a learning resource and not as a cop-out. I think that's the main key. I see a lot of people who use a dictionary or a translator as a cop-out. They don't know how to say something, so they throw it in a translator and go, oh, okay, that's what I say, and they copy-paste it. Or they look and go, oh, okay, that's what I say. Okay, wonderful. That's not using it as a learning resource. That's using it as a cop-out. It's not good. Don't do that. If you're learning it as a relearning resource, that's wonderful. There's many ways to use translators and dictionaries as learning resources, so I'll give you a few. One might be you try to write something and you write it without any translators first. Anything that you really don't know how to say, you say it to the you write it to the best of your ability and then you check the translator after to see if maybe there is another way or a better way to say it. That's using it as a learning resource. I've seen people who uh, they'll write something out in English, they'll write it out in Spanish or whatever language they're learning. Then they take the English that they wrote, they put it in a translator, they see what the translator spits out in the target language, they compare that to what they wrote by themselves, and then they fix the mistakes that they see based on comparing the two texts. That's another way to use a translator as a learning resource. Right, so there's, or, or another way to use it as a learning resource, this is what I personally do, and I have done, is I'll, I'll be writing something, I won't know how to say a word or a phrase, I'll look it up in a translator, I'll then Google the phrase that popped up in the translator with quotations, because when you put in quotations, and when you put something in quotations in Google, it forces Google to give you that exact phrase. And then I'll read the websites that use that exact phrase. And I'll read a couple articles. I'll see how people use it. So by the, so one word or one short phrase ends up being like a 10-minute learning cycle of me reading articles and looking at how it's used. And so by the time I've looked that word up, I've really got it in my head. I can use it almost like it was my first language or something comparable at least. Or at least really close, let's say. Um, and so that's something I do. So if you're using a translator or a dictionary, I suppose the, the punchline, as I said earlier, is you can use them, but you must be using it as a tool that helps you learn and not as a cop-out, not something that saves you from doing thinking. You've got to use your brain. Okay, let's wrap up there. I've got a class that starts in 10 minutes, and I want to wrap up a couple more things before it starts. So thank you for listening to this episode. I appreciate your attention. I hope this was helpful, and uh, we'll chat soon. Bye-bye.